0: I'm young babyface Matt Keenan, and you're listening to what, Birchwood? Podcast. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thanks, man. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot
1: What's up, weirdos? It's Mark Splood, and I am the host of the Sploodcast. But, you know, you should probably know that already, shouldn't you? You don't know what I'm talking about, right? Everyone listens to my show. What's the point of even doing a commercial? Well, listen, just in case there's one poor bastard out there who doesn't know about it, it's the best damn podcast in the world, and you can find it every Thursday on iTunes or Podbean or wherever you get your shit. Get my shit. It's called the Sploodcast. Check it out. Download it, sit down on your ass, crack a Desecki's, fire up your favorite sativa, and driver right the fuck into you. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club? Because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it. I wouldn't say a, it. I would say a boy lives in it, I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime, we're world true... star hip hop. World star hip hop. We're Netflix Reviews. Stories of the Day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club Podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me. And I'll sue This
0: is Shane's mother, and you better listen to Birchwood podcast. And smash that subscribe button. Perfect. It's Friday, May 24th. Thank you for listening to Birchwood Podcast Episode 12 live in public landing, New Brunswick on the east coast of Canada. This is Birchwood Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. It's Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send me something. Birchwood Podcast. On Facebook, if you want to see a picture related to something we're talking about, thank you for sharing that page and liking that page and supporting the podcast. Buy a mug. Send me a line. Tell me where you're at. Uh, I'm on the East Coast Canada. Where are you listening from? I know I have some listeners down in the United States. I know I have some listeners overseas and some listeners here in the Maritime. So let me know where you're listening from. Um since I played the cheers theme song off the top, I'm going to crack a beer. Ah, there we go. Nice. Here let me have a sip. Oh, wow. Um Yeah, that was the che- the cheers theme song. Uh taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. And I hope that I'm a break from your worries. And I hope that I'm helping you a lot. Um, I love all those 80s TV themes, man. I love all theme songs for shows. They just get stuck in your head, don't they? Um, But here's what I didn't know. When I downloaded these songs, um, the Cheers theme song actually has more words to it. So let's take a listen to those. And then I got some things to say about it. A lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail, and your little angel hung the cat up by its tail, and your third fiance didn't show. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You want to
1: be where you can see Our troubles are all the same You want to be where
0: everybody knows your name Mm. Roll out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead The morning's looking bright, bright. and your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write, and your husband wants to be a girl, be glad there's one place in the world where everybody knows your name. anno Okay, so that was interesting, right? Did you know there was more words to that song? Um, So, (laughs) take a break from all your worries. Sure would help a lot. Um, Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. All those nights when you got no lights, like, dude, buy a generator. What, are you sitting there in the dark with a candle, you fucking psycho? What are you doing? Uh, The check is in the mail. Okay, we can all relate to that, you know, Uh, We're going to pay the bills later. All right. And your little angel hung the cat up by its tail. Is that really the best lyric you could come up with? Like that's what you were thinking at the time? Uh, What can I do here? I'm at the piano. The pressure's on. You know, CBS is going to pay me for this theme song. What am I going to do? Your little angel hung the cat up by the tail. You scribbled that on the bus on your way to school. You didn't do your homework. That's a shitty line. And maybe. There's some truth to it. Maybe your daughter hung the cat up by its tail. Is that what you're saying? How do you actually fucking do that? Your cat would scratch your face off before you hung it up by the tail. Unless you killed it, you psycho. That's a sick thought. Uh, Okay, all right. So you hung the cat up by the tail. All right. And your third fiancé didn't show. Your third fiancé didn't show. So you've asked three women... To marry you or men, but it's a man singing the song, so I assume you're getting married. Who knows? This is the '80s when uh, marriage was supposedly between a man and a woman, right? I don't know. Um, who knows? But anyway, you're going to marry this person, and they didn't show up, and it's the third time this has happened to you. Like maybe marriage isn't for you. Okay. Maybe you just need to go somewhere where everybody knows your name. And that's it. That's all you get. You don't get a fiancé, I guess. Okay, so that that's fine. That's the first verse. A little rough. I I could see why they shortened this song. But then the second verse is your husband wants to... Okay, wait. You're, okay, so first of all, you're... <laughs> before I get into the line that really bothers me, the first line is uh, something about your therapist is in Europe and he didn't write your shrink is in Europe and he didn't even write. Why the fuck wouldn't you just get a different shrink? Like what, why are you obsessing over this therapist, his vacation habits? Like what? Maybe that's the problem. Maybe you're the problem. You ever think about that? If you're obsessing over your uh, therapist vacation habits, like what are you doing with your life? You need a new therapist. Don't worry about them going to Europe and then, okay, so the, this is apparently a problem, this this next line. Your husband wants to be a girl. Like, this isn't a theme song for an 80s sitcom. <laughs> Your husband wants to be a girl. Okay. All right. You're supposed to support that, right? The LGBTQ community would have something to say about that. Um. But I guess this is from a different time. People are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. Like you just said your husband wants to be a girl, implying that you're not accepting that. And then the next line is people are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. It's kind of like you're saying two different things here. It's very confusing. Anyway, uh, I like the short version better. Welcome to Birchwood Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of the show. I'm very happy that you're listening. I don't know what you're doing right now. Are you walking? Maybe you're maybe you're at work. Maybe you have one of those jobs where you can stick a headphone in and you can listen. Maybe you're driving to work. Maybe you're in the commute. Maybe you're doing some chores at home, some dishes, who knows. Maybe you're just intently listening to this at your kitchen table like a psychopath. I have dates. Here we go. I'm performing June 7th uh, as part of the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour at the Tribute Barn Lounge in Fredericton. And performing as part of the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour the 20th of, of September at the St. John Marina. Check those shows out if you're in New Brunswick, Canada. Uh, that's the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour at gmail.com. For the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour on Facebook, like the page, share the page. And for all my comedy dates, check out Shane Ogden Comedian on Facebook, Comedian Shane Ogden on Instagram, and Funny Shane Ogden on Twitter. Thank you for following. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for the support. And of course, you can buy a a horse apple t-shirt. If you know my stand-up, you'll know what that's about. And buy a Birchwood mug, Birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, coming up at Chuckles Comedy Club, I, for those of you that listen, you'll know I'm the founder of a comedy club and I also, uh, run the comedy club with my business partner, Julie Tower, who I hope is feeling better. She was having an issue. She's sick. So I hope you're feeling better, Julie. Um, anyway, she told me that we're having a show tomorrow. We're, we're going to go see Niles again at the club. Uh, also on the show, Nathan Dimitrov uh, and, and um, the spawn of Saint John Marks Blued. and as well, we ha- also have. Uh, I could see his face. <coughs> uh, I'm I'm so I'm so tired, guys. I've been getting up at 5:30 in the morning to go to my job. I have a job. It's very different for me. Usually, I've been. Uh, You know, talking about being poor, talking about not having a job. And uh, I was lucky. I got a phone call, and I went right to work. And man, is it different. You know, you go from four or five months of no work at all, and then boom, right into the 40-hour work week. And you got to get up early in the morning. And uh, I'm not used to it yet, so bear with me. Um, So what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Chuckles Comedy Club. Uh, Yeah, so this weekend is uh, Niles again. June is Dave Merhage, who is a Netflix star, and he's also got a Juno Award for his latest comedy album. Check out all the shows coming up at chucklescomedyclub.ca. I'll just leave it there uh, because I'm confusing myself. Something cool happened. Um, Listen, uh, as you guys know, some of my favorite podcasts are The Cast and Boys Club. If you haven't listened to those podcasts, do yourself a favor, man. Listen to them. They're so good. Uh, Mark Splood, uh is such a great interviewer and such a great talent. So listen to his podcast. It's called The Cast. Also, if you're a fan of MMA fighting, he also does a, a podcast with Matt Connell called The Scrapcast, which is on the same channel. So check out The cast, It's the, one of the best podcasts. Uh, in the Maritimes as far as uh, podcasts going. Definitely the best in New Brunswick. Um, what else have I got going? Oh, yeah, and also check out Boys Club, which is Andrew Vaughn, Travis Lindsay, and sometimes Dan Hendrickson, the best comics down there in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. That's a very funny, free-flowing um, podcast, and they do a, a lot of... Uh, topical stuff. They talk about uh, day, their day-to-day lives, and they talk about what they think about what's going on in Hollywood and Netflix shows and experiences they have. It's a really, really great podcast. So subscribe to The Boys Club also. Um, but something cool happened. This platform that I use is called Anchor, if you're interested in doing your own podcast. And anyway, uh, I got favorited by this other podcast, And it happens to be called Butterfly Braids Hair Story. And I thought that was really funny, considering I'm bald. I'm like, what is this all about? I listened to a couple episodes, and man, it's pretty intense. It's really intensely about uh, hair. (laughs) There's a lot of things about hairstyles and how to braid hair and all this stuff. But the thing that I really liked about it, I can't relate much to hair, As a bald guy, I can relate to humor. The girl who does that podcast is really, really funny, man. And she just happened to favorite my podcast. So I listened. And, uh, man, you got to subscribe to Butterfly Braids Hair Story because um, she's really funny. Like, she talks about customers that come in and, uh, you know, some of the crazy people that she gets in her chair. It's hysterical the way she reacts to them. So check out Butterfly Braids Hair Story. Uh, Sploodcast, and The Boys Club. Thank you for supporting my friends. All right, what else can we talk about here? Well, that's it, eh? Short and sweet. I'm going to sit here and have my beer at the kitchen table at Birchwood Podcast. Ten minutes already. That went by quick. What a bunch of verbal diarrhea, eh? Just talking for no reason just to talk. I buy water now. I buy water because I don't trust the water supply at my trailer park. There's been rumors of broken pipes and mixed sewage lines. So now I buy water. Ah. Uh, so that's twenty nineteen and buying water. And I guess that's just the new normal. I feel strange about it, man. I feel strange about putting water in a, a shopping cart at the grocery store. <laughs> it's really bizarre, but at least there I know it's clean. I mean I think it's clean. It's in a bottle. That makes it clean, right? I don't know. I hope so. Anyway, uh, they got these machines that I I fill up the empty jugs with. And I I put a mark on the caps like a fucking sociopath. Because I only use the plastic bottle twice, the 4 liter containers. What I do is I take a, a Sharpie marker and I'll put an X across it. I'll put one line across it if I've used it once. And then to complete it, I put the X across it. And then when I, you know, after the X, I don't fill it again because of the uh, plastic particles that can wear off in the water. And I'm very careful not to store it in sunlight. So I guess that's the new normal, guys. I feel like I live in a goddamn nuclear fucking emergency shelter with my uh, pre-bottled jugs of water. Taz still has an ear infection. I'm uh, my little white terrier, my little baby polar bear. He's still struggling with his ear. We're uh, keep taking him back to the vet, and he keeps giving us eardrops, man. I don't know when that's going to end. They're expensive as fuck, man. This little bottle of ear cleaner is $40, man. And uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe we're getting fleeced by the pet doctor. I googled a home remedy, I think I talked about this before, and uh, it's pure white vinegar, no it's not, it's apple cider vinegar, I think, the bottles right over there, anyway, google how to uh, clean an ear infection for an animal, and it'll tell you what to do, you need like, I think it's sterile water and uh, pure apple cider vinegar, and I don't know the ratio, whether it's a 50-50 mix or one part vinegar and two parts water, I think. Something like that. Anyway, read it. Google it. And that's what I did the first time just to get him through until we could get him to the vet. And uh, the vet was pretty impressed with me, you know. He was like, wow, that's great that you did that. Uh, the girlfriend wasn't too happy because that is her dog, her baby, you know. And I, uh, I did a home remedy on a dog, you know. Anyway, the, the vet thought it helped him quite a bit. But anyway, he's still got this damn ear infection just hanging on. Anyway, God, that's boring. Anyway, um, here I am. I've got the umbutts today. Look, it's if you want to know the truth, it's midnight, uh, and i got to get up in five hours. So i got to make this not so long. But anyway, um, I didn't want to leave you with, No intro at all. I wanted to stay committed to getting the podcast out on Friday. I think that's important. I think it's important to be consistent in life, don't you? Right. If you work out every day, you'll get fit. And if you talk once a week, you get fit to be a podcaster, right? Right. You get better and better every time you do something. So here we are doing it again. My trailer in the trailer park. Um, so, I I don't know, man. This job is killing me. It's killing me on the inside. It's killing me on the outside. I'm really feeling my age. It's a very physical job. It's uh, construction, new construction. Commercial electrical work. Uh, if you're an electrician listening, or if you know somebody that does electrical... Why not send me a line Birchwood at gmail.com Tell me about it tell me about your experiences at work Tell me if it's killing you on the inside and on the outside um, I'll get used to it I'll get you know it's great for the family to have a good income it is it's a good it's a good paying job in a very poor province in Canada I'm very lucky to have this job. On the other hand, I fucking hate every last minute of it. <laughs> and I, I mean, I find myself looking forward to my bed. You know, like, I, I wish I could just skip supper and go right to bed. And I think that's depression. I'm not sure. Let me have another sip of beer. Ah, I'm going to chug this beer. All right, so... Um, yeah, I'm getting along a little better with my boss. I think he just needed to be a dick to me for the first few days to feel me out or something. He is impatient at times, but I guess that's just his nature. I don't think it's personal. Um, again, I'm only 10 days in or something, right? And and also, I've got this uh, struggle I have with confidence. I've had it from childhood, I had a heavy-handed stepfather, and I, you know, it it was hard on on the confidence growing up. You're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Don't piss dad off, you know? Um, And there's still some of that in me. And, uh, you know, I had an experience where I got sent home from a high-paying job, and uh, I was away. Uh, Maybe I'll go into the details at a different time, but... The long and the short of it is everybody got to stay except me, you know, and that really, really hurt. I mean, that hurt worse than my divorce, you know, that's, you know, and I mean, I was married for 16 years. So to be sent home when there's, you know, 60 other workers, you got to think, am I terrible at my job? Did somebody have it in for me? And you just got to tell yourself, no, man, I, you know, there's worse people. There's worse people than me. Or I'm I'm great and their opinion of me doesn't matter. I don't know. I think I got some kind of notification there that interrupted. Watch The Illusionist for free. Tubi TV. I downloaded this goddamn app. Tubi TV is like free. Netflix with commercials, but all the shows are shit. Don't ever fucking download that app. It's terrible. I've got to delete it and apparently shut off notifications. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Working is working. And, and And I'm tired. And a little bit of me fears that now that I'm working a real job, my dream is dying. It's in there. It's in my heart. You know, When I was performing uh, a few weeks ago at the Legion with the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour, I was writing new jokes. I was riffing with the crowd. I was in the best shape of my comedy career. And now I'm an electrician. I mean, I was an electrician before, I just wasn't working. And now I'm working. And so what does that mean for my creative mind? I, I feel it shutting down. I'm screwing pot lights into T-bar. I'm uh, <laughs> hooking up heaters. I'm tracing circuits. I'm, you know, there's nothing in that 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 I'm passionate about. It's just flipping burgers. It's just stacking boxes. It's just the boxes are a little more complicated and the burgers are a little harder to cook. It's just a different kind of burger flipping. But I got to get out of this attitude, man. Life is what you make it. That's what they keep saying to me. I got to listen to the secret, the law of attraction. (laughs) Yeah, I know there's a lot of opinions about that. I don't know. I got to get a better attitude. Where do you get one of those? Home Depot? Ah. Toys R Us? Walmart? Where do you get it? Where do you get that better attitude? I need it. I definitely need it. Oh, man. I'm so fucking tired. Anyway, I'm going to Chuckles this weekend. That should be fun. I get to meet Naus again. I can Why can't I remember who's on the show? I know. Um, I said it earlier. Nathan Dimitroff. I'm excited to meet him from Northern New Brunswick. He's French and English. Um, the spawn of Saint John Marks Blue. And there's one more comedian. Oh, the Reverend Brian Giles. I can't believe I almost forgot. My best friend from Calais, Maine. Congratulations on the new kid. He's got two of them now on his homestead. He's completely off the grid. Uh, and he has a, a very nice uh, lady. And her name is Susan. And the is How do you say that? Mr. and Mrs. Giles. I hope you're listening to the podcast. Shout out to you and all my listeners in the United States. Thank you for visiting this small corner of Canada and putting me in your ear. What can I say guys? if you if you like this podcast, help me help it grow. Share it. It's all you got to do. share it. Tell people it's good and uh, uh, then they'll listen, right? That's the goal. And maybe one day I can crawl my way out of this creative depression that I'm in. I've been here before that's the thing and and work doesn't seem to last forever in this province. I say that like I, it's such a weird feeling to want the money, but to hate your life. <laughs> so right into me, if you can relate and if you love the money, but you hate your life, let's, let's bitch about it together. Email me at birchwoodpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. Tell me your work stories. Tell me how you're getting along with your bosses and your co-workers. Tell me if you are lucky enough to uh, work uh, at something that you really enjoy, that you're passionate about. Let us know, man. I'd love to read those emails. Maybe it'll inspire me uh, not to die inside. Okay. May twenty fourth. Happy May 24. It is uh, man, it's almost summer. It's almost time to fire up the barbecue. Some people already have. I gotta get my lawnmower out from under the trailer here. I gotta put the handle back on the whipper snipper. I gotta get everything all going here. It's it's time to trim the lawn pretty soon. I gotta rake it first. Spring cleanup. Yeah, man. It's gonna be a good time. I love that shit. I'm looking forward to camping this summer with my kids. I cannot wait to just be outside with my kids and, you know, throwing around a baseball, frisbee, playing with the dogs. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Anyway, uh, this episode stars Mike Dambra, who is my friend. Um, I met Mike when I got booked to perform um, in Alberta and British Columbia when I was a kid, you know, like probably close to 20 years ago now, you know. And uh, I was his opening act, and I would drive him everywhere. and Oh, actually, we'd take turns driving. But I grew close to Mike, and I really enjoyed... My time with him on and off stage. Mike is probably, I'm trying to think. I think he's probably pound for pound the best comedian I've ever interacted with. It's not a brag. Like, he really is one of the most incredible stand ups I've ever seen on stage. And the thing that's great about Mike is he will talk to somebody in the crowd. He will remember their name the entire evening. And he'll almost make it seem like that person is forgotten about. And then he'll bring them back into the conversation. Maybe he'll pick something like uh, where they work or what they do. And, you know, if uh, one person is selling shoes, then the other person... He might say, your shoes are ugly, you should buy new shoes from, and then name the crowd member. This is, I can't do it. I can't even talk about what he does, because it's so incredible. There are some reoccurring jokes, but for the most part, it's truly improv and a lot of people uh, love Mike Dambra. He got eight standing ovations in a row, and uh, he's performed at Chuckles nine times. It's incredible what he's able to do. Uh, he doesn't always, but usually brings uh, his daughter Gracie uh, on the road. And I believe Gracie is eight. She might be nine, eight or nine. She's right around my daughter's age. And um, it's always great to see her. She's a smart kid. And uh, she sits in the green room with her iPad. And and uh, she hears and sees it all, man. But, who doesn't, uh, you know, in this day and age, kids see and hear everything? Let's not fool ourselves. Um, in my estimation, it's probably a great experience for Gracie. Um, I mean, she's in a bar, and I guess there are bad things in a bar, you know, liquor, swearing. But in all honesty, um She's always safe by her dad's side and, you know, in the green room, tucked away with her iPad, waiting for her dad to stop swearing so they can go back to the hotel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, people judge that. But, you know, I, I think in 10 years, 20 years, that won't be so unusual. You know, kids will be on the road with their creative parents and uh, they'll be pretty amazing adults. And actually, I've found, like, uh, my my buddy Mark, man, his son uh, is... Like, Mark is, like, curse, swear, sex, drugs, rock and roll. And his son is just, please, thank you, yes, sir, no, sir, very polite. So, you know, I don't think that we are necessarily products of our environment I think that people are who they want to be and the important thing is that we love them and uh, Mike loves his daughter man and his daughter really loves Mike they have a special daddy-daughter thing and I can relate to that and that's how I feel with uh, with Ella and uh, I don't take her to shows because I don't do shows when I do them, they're close to home, and she's usually with uh, with my leashy so, or with her mom. So, you know, different strokes for different folks, right? This is 2019. We are all everything, <laughs> and we're out there. We're doing it. Whatever you're doing, do it with love. Anyway, this is my conversation with Mike Dambra. This is episode 12 of Birchwood Podcast. I hope you enjoy it.
1: All right, I'll tell Gracie. And how old is Gracie? Nine? She's nine. Okay, I'll I'll look after her. Are you fine with that? Yeah.
0: All right. (laughs) That's it. What's your name? Priscilla. Priscilla. Shane, I love your name, by the way.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I'm Elvis's wife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, thank, know, thanks for the room. Hey, okay,
1: is your other guy coming in here? Or? Yeah,
0: he'll be here. He's Elvis. taking a sweet time. Can shut the door? It's unlocked anyway. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, shut okay. it. Yeah, thank you, Priscilla. Thank you. Awesome. Good. Thank you for doing this, Mike. I, I just wanted to get some undivided time with you, and this is fantastic that we were able to to fuck. do this. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 it was that day today. Was I'm in a mood. Up. I just got done throwing garbage in a dumpster for eight hours. I'm in a mood, too. Are you? I have
1: to, yeah, because I have to talk to my own friends about stuff that isn't real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, well, all right, we'll address the elephant in the room. I mean, there's a, an elephant in the room? There's a fucking. Well, she just left. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't nice, you wouldn't be laughing. So, uh, uh, um, we have concerned people, which you have told me, they'd be concerned about the service or about the food or right. the drinks or whatever. Right. But I. Asked Gracie to come out from the green room and wave to the crowd last night. That so was what? the beginning and the end of it. The beginning and the end. And two people complained. Two so, people? Yeah.
0: So fuck two people.
1: I know. So I have to, that turned into, oh, so-and-so looked furious. The people that run it look furious, which isn't real. So no, I said, Just Julie so. always
0: looks furious. <laughs> That's what I mean. But what is this new fear of Julie what's that's so, developed? I know. What's so funny is Julie calls
1: me and we talk and we're laughing and then we hang up and she writes me and says, go fuck yourself. And I'm there.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you did that to her. She was, I know. She I, wasn't I know. mean before she met you. I know. I have that effect on people, though. It's a, oh, man. Abusive no. relationship, me and my audience. But it's, you know, it's a new idea, taking your kid on the road. I don't. I don't remember anybody ever doing that. Do you, do you remember uh, no. any performers ever taking their kids on the road? Alvira Kurt does it now. Does she? I do know that.
1: But Does she I'm, have, a
0: like, a small kid? Yeah. Or,
1: really? And I am, but for this, I am the trailblazer. You're the trailblazer. But it has started. Like, there are single parents that have went, wait, I have an option. And for us as comics, I look at a, a licensed nanny in Alberta is $15 an hour. Right. For me to leave for 24 hours. Oh, my God. I can't. I have to work a pretty hefty corporate gig for it to be worth it. For me to be gone for this, this has been two weeks. Right. Figure it out, people. What are you going to do? You're looking at over $700 a day
0: for two weeks. And, you know, not to get too personal, but the the mother isn't an option. Yeah. There's there's, uh, no real, all your family maybe is in the States or... They're all in New York. So... You know, either Gracie, I mean, she might go there once in a while, maybe not, depending on the family members, et cetera, right? Yeah. So it's... My options are me. Your options are you. Or 700 bucks a day yeah. for a sitter. But Gracie's smart, man. You can tell her, listen, you're going to hear a bunch of language. You're going to hear a bunch of stuff. I don't want you to use that language, whatever. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And you know, because you sat
1: with her, she doesn't like it, or she's not entertained. She puts her headsets on. Yeah, yeah. She goes on her tablet. She could care less.
0: Yeah, she's oblivious. And actually, judging on uh, how she spoke to the waitress last night, you'd never really even know she's your kid in those moments. You know what I mean? But then when she snaps back and says something funny, you know, okay, there's your kid. Yep. But, um, you know, I get shit, too, because I I let my kid, like, watch... Shows, like she, my, my little girl, Ella, she loves anyone that's a teenager. Yeah. So, of course, all the teenager shows, they're all talking about sex. They're not saying it outright, but they're pretty much being pretty sexual, yeah. right? And the mother gets on me about what I let her watch, and, you know, it's always a debate. It's People, really people just weird. judge, yeah. you know.
1: Like, uh, me and Nikki, our opener this week, mm. Nick, well, he's on the first part, obviously, of the podcast, but we were around today, and there's two buses here of kids. We've had a line of people that's complaining because they're running, they're not supervised, they're yelling, screaming. What? Yeah, I guarantee you their parents would be the people that would complain about me having my kid. Cause and Grace is in the
0: hotel room right now doing her homework. Doing her homework. She just the literally,
1: hand to God, yep. she folded her laundry. She just folded her laundry. We did laundry here. <laughs> <laughs> she did. And she goes, Do you mind if I don't come down with you and I play in the room on my tablet? Um, and you can do your podcast. She says, because if I come down there, I'll just be on my tablet there so I can sit here. She put her laundry away into her Sound luggage. Because we're leaving tomorrow.
0: You teach her not to answer the door. Oh, she would never. There you go. She she won't answer the door for Nick. Dad's got a key. Dad's that's all the I the mean. only key. That's that, it. That's and Priscilla, I
1: mean that was just here from the front desk, said to me, I will check on her if need be every 10 minutes.
0: She is. They are pretty good here, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, I, never, I don't... I know that the staff has changed a lot, and there's been a lot of mix-up in the past, but actually it's been pretty good lately. But it's, uh, you know, I remember from my touring days that bartenders and waitresses and other comedians, they all become your family, your extended family over time. They do. I mean, you've been back here. This is your fourth time now back here. Yes, this is the fourth time. So, I mean, now it's like, Gracie knows us all and hugs us all, and, you know, like, it's just... She knows who she can trust, who she doesn't. Yeah. New people, she will introduce herself. But, you know, people see a kid at a bar, and they just go, Oh, father, Satan. Yeah, yeah. immediately. <laughs> they don't ask one question. Then they come to me, and they go, Why is he doing that? And I go, Why don't you ask him? Yeah. It's so <laughs> weird. You know like I
1: mean? do you do And I don't mean to, like, drag down a comedy podcast at all, but I mean, literally, the first sentence out of my mouth would be, she was stabbed in the face with a kitchen knife at one point. Yeah. That's her other option. Would you like to tell me would you like to continue the conversation about how I'm keeping my kids safe? Like it's yeah. not
0: it's not a But you gotta understand, like, okay, there's the heat in the kitchen and all that stuff. I mean, you gotta understand you're doing something that hasn't been really done before. I know, I know. And so, I do, and that's why I don't gotta expect a little bit of shit, but That's talk when down. I
1: talk, I talk like to you or I talk to Julie or whatever club owner, you know what I mean, that yeah, we yeah. go through this with, and I don't stand on stage and go It's time for the State of the Union about how I raised my
0: kids. (laughs) But, you know, you made it funny last night. I did. It was good fodder for some new material. And two
1: applause breaks out of it. Yeah. I said said two sentences and got two applause breaks out of
0: it. Yeah, yeah. You're ridiculously good at comedy. It makes me fucking sick. uh, uh, Nick
1: said to me, he goes, you know what makes me mad? He goes, I appreciate the two weeks, the bookings, and you taking me with you. He goes, it makes me so mad that at the end of your show, you say, hey, maybe next time I'll have an act. He goes, it really pisses me off. It goes, because I work so hard every day.
0: Yeah, I know. But, you know, I have had this conversation with so many people. I was talking to Julie about it, and I said, you know, I really feel like if you play guitar – you wouldn't say, "Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! I'll never be Jimi Hendrix." You know what I mean? Right. Like, you'll never be fucking Jimi Hendrix, so just enjoy playing the guitar. Just be who you are. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. yeah the the fuck! You say that
1: to me like I'm a fucking Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the border, how many borders have you fucking crossed? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on, here comes. <laughs> She just yelled US at me. Watch. I mean, I started spelling US. Watch her head. Hello, man. Hi, Braveheart. You're looking good, buddy. What are Oh, my God. He's wearing a skirt. What's this? What are you doing? What's that? What the fuck is this? Black horse. The what? Black horse is not with that. I know, but there's a fucking note. That's my drink. I know, but I don't know what it means.
0: Who? The girls in the back
1: gave it to you? Shut up, Sandra. (laughs) (laughs) You are the kind of woman that made O.J. snap. You know that. Okay, man, Okay, man. You're done. So every night I worry, and it, what did you not say tonight? What did you not do tonight? What did you not book for tomorrow? Yeah. As soon as I lose that, I I become one of that 95%.
0: We were driving through the mountains. This isn't the gas story.
1: <laughs> we were, I still want to hear this fucking
0: story. Well, well you'll hear it, but the, the I want to get to this story first. We were driving through the mountains, and you told me about um, your tumor. Yeah. Right? And it was like kind of shaky ground on whether or not you would live at a certain point in your life and I just remember driving through the mountains and like the contrast it was like I had I hadn't seen the mountains that much you know I was a young comic was opening for for you and you were telling me this story about almost dying and how you appreciated life and and comedy is part of that appreciation you know like I, I can tell that you really enjoy what you do. Oh I love it. Yeah, love it, and still love it, and like you say, uh, if you die inside, you know, you know you're dead when you stop appreciating it. But yeah. I, I've never sensed that about you. I've never sensed, I've never seen you phone in a gig. No, no, oh God, no. I can't. I mean, that's like sacrilege to me.
1: How long you guys been married? Oh Do you held up two fingers like I didn't fucking know what. He didn't look at you this time. Oh, he's already been asked. Somebody held the answer in the fucking head for 20 minutes. I know this one. Who (laughs) is? I'm saving my lifeline. Yeah. But you know that other thing, when I was 10, well, from 10 to 14, yeah, 10 to 14, I was in a nightclub, not every week, but a lot. Like, my cousin wanted, my cousin Caesar... (laughs) Which,
0: that's true. <laughs> I like this story already yeah
1: he wanted a nightclub in Rochester, New York that was like Vegas, and everybody laughed at him and he says, okay, and he did he built one so I was backstage with Jerry Lewis. I was at the bar with Natalie Cole I was uh, getting signed eight by tens from Raquel Welch while she hugged me and you know what I mean like wow. Jerry Lewis taught me the candle trick in the back. Put a cigarette in your mouth, kid, and here's how you do it. I was maybe 11, 12. Jesus Christ. My parents were five feet away. Hey, it's Jerry Lewis. What are you going to tell him? Don't put a cigarette in my kid's mouth? Like, I wasn't lighting it, but you had to do it to learn the trick. So, I mean, that's my other side of the coin viewpoint of... You know what I mean? I mean, those people were... Well, Natalie Cole was weird. But I mean, those people were invaluable to me wanting to be an entertainer and watching how they conducted themselves and what they did. And since this kid could speak, she's wanted to sing, dance, perform. Okay. So do it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Natalie Cole talked to the air. It was the week after she got out of the insane asylum. Oh. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. She was insane. And they said, Michael...
1: My my uncle. And We're my talking cousin.
0: about Nat King Cole's daughter. Yeah. Okay.
1: Michael, sit next to Natalie at the bar, keep her company. <laughs> While well, they wouldn't talk business.
0: She was unforgettably Crazy. She was unforgettable. <laughs> 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 In every way. In every way. Wow. So, um, so before stand talk about before stand up because I I mean I've talked to you several times and we've kind of talked about comedy and beat it to death and I love talking about comedy but. Like, what is your earliest memory? Did you grow up in Rochester, born in Rochester? yeah, yep i I don't uh, know anything about Rochester, New York. What is it like? Was it like the suburbs? uh yes, it was it's the home of Eastman kodak Eastman kodak,
1: so kodak film it's, oh, okay. the, it's the home of George Eastman, and he invented Kodak film, so the Eastman house is there, so Kodak was the big place thing. to work. And then there was Bausch & Lam and Xerox. Did you
0: work for Kodak? I did. Wow. What did you do there? Uh, Disc cameras. Disc cameras? Do you remember them or are you too young? Yeah. No.
1: I sat at a machine and a piece came out and you loaded it in a box like a slot. When the box was full, you put it on a belt. Ask me how long that lasted, Shane. (laughs) You've known me a long
0: time. Until you heard the lunch whistle?
1: Well, I was was touring (laughs) at the time. I was getting paid $1,000 a week to do, um, like, touring company musical theater. I was getting $1,000 a week. Yeah. And that was 1983.
0: But you still don't predate clubs. Like, you started in a comedy club, correct? Comedy? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I started in a Yuck Yucks on a Dare.
0: On a Dare? Mm-hmm. Okay. Somebody thought you wouldn't do it? You'd be too afraid or something? We were
1: uh, a bunch of friends. We went to a live comedy show. And I tagged everything this one guy had to say. I didn't heckle him at all. I didn't. I was silent and at the table. I wrote things on napkins and passed them. I whispered or whatever. Um, And then after the show, I remembered his whole act and went off. And we had the best time ever. Uh, And people, this contest came up and people said, hey, you did this. Why don't you go do that contest? I go, because I don't even, I don't know about it. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know the mechanics of it at all. Well, just do what you did. I go, I don't think it's like that, where you just do it. And I did the contest. I got third place uh, out of 50 guys. My prize was Buffalo, which was 40 minutes from my house, but I opened for Norm McDonald before he was Norm McDonald. He spoke to his manager, who happened to own the Rochester Club, and said, I like this kid. And maybe six weeks later... You got your first spot, you had to wait so long in those days to get on stage, Uh, open mic, and I went in for open mic, and the guy asked me what I said to Norm MacDonald and his manager. I said, I don't know what you're talking about, I did 10 minutes, and he gave me a thick thing of paper, and he says, you leave, you leave in two months, you go on tour, you're doing Western yuck yucks, and I, nine weeks.
0: So where was the Yuck Yucks that you started in, in Rochester?
1: Yeah, we had one in Rochester, one in Buffalo.
0: Okay. And then there was one in Hawaii. So that was your Canadian connection early on. You were, like, starting in a comedy club in Rochester, New York. But it was all Canadian comics. All Canadian comics coming to it. You got acquainted with Norm MacDonald. Yep. He loved you. Yep. You were his opener.
1: I That night, yeah. Just that night. And then when I went out west, um, my first... Uh, guy that I opened for was Jay Wendell Walker, who's still alive. God bless him. And he goes, kid, what are you doing after this tour? I need an opener in north of South Dakota. I left. I had nothing. I had nothing. I didn't have a job or nothing. I was, I says, okay. I went to north of South Dakota after the tour. Jay had to cancel the third week. They said, we need somebody in Wisconsin. You seem like you know what you're doing. You want a headline? I did Wisconsin the third week. The opener in Wisconsin said, hey, I know the booker in Ohio. You're going back to Rochester. Do you want to do a week in Ohio? And. On my way home, I did a week in Ohio, so I went home, and then I went back to the club, and all the guys went, man, it must have sucked for you. We haven't seen you in forever. Like, you're just hiding? I go, no, I was was on the road. And Judy Sims, God bless her, who I still keep in contact with, when I left, Judy Sims said, well, you did really well. We'll have you back in six months. So by the time this was all over, I had to go back in another month, and I go, I leave again in another month.
0: (laughs) But... You are ridiculously talented. I'm not saying that as a brag. I, I tell you to fuck off all the time. I don't suck yeah. your cock. No, not at all. Because we're, we're friends. Yeah. Somehow we became friends. They're all not this at all. nightmare. Um, but uh, you are, like, and I'm not saying this as a brag, you are amazing at what you do. Oh, well, thanks, buddy. Thanks. And wh- why why do you, um, you know, I mean, how does that affect you? Like, because you're clearly... Better than a lot of people that you perform with. Oh like, yeah, it's 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 a large gap. I know that. And know. and 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 so, I could I guess the question is: Do you feel weird about it? I do because I remember times when I would middle and they go, "You should be the headliner because yeah. you're better," but you're so much better that it's like, do you have to find ways to say things that don't hurt people's feelings or like how do you yes how do you process I, I, it's that? a
1: weird tightrope to walk because. Um, if Like, I just
0: say, fuck off. Yeah. You know, like, that's how I deal with it. I'm like, if, oh, my God. If you God. know,
1: I mean, you've known me long enough. Like, yeah. on stage, I have no filter. But off stage, I'm shy enough where I will literally, I have, like, three responses. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. See you again. Like, that's... That's what I, you're saying, but your head's just racing. Because right? I, ha- I have no idea how to...
0: Yeah. I don't. So, when did you... When did you figure out that you were gifted at it? As soon as Norm tapped you on the shoulder or as soon as Jay Wendell Walker took you on the road? Or no. What? Did, when did you realize that you were that good at what you do?
1: It was the final round of the contest, and no one told me that you had to, that you could do the same jokes over. Yeah. And so I didn't have anything, and so I went into the audience.
0: Oh, wow. So after
1: I won third place, the GM, Eric Neusbaum, God bless him, he took me aside. He goes, well, obviously, you've been doing this longer than you said this was. Your first time, you've obviously been. I go, no. I didn't know what he was talking about. Like, I had, yeah. he goes, well, you just went in and did, I go, yeah. But it had to be funny, and that's what, it, and he just stared at me. like It's like
0: finding out you have the biggest dick in the locker room. Like, I had no
1: idea I had a
0: 27-inch penis. Not but. a clue.
1: <laughs> not a clue. Bro, not a clue.
0: So, Jay Wendell Walker, I want to just uh, touch on that. I actually remember him. Yeah. He had the toupee. Mm-hmm. And he would and he would be all doing his little one liners and everything, having them and he'd whip them into a frenzy. And then by the time he took off his toupee, yeah. people would just be in hysterics. They went crazy for him. Oh dude, he was a rock star at one point.
1: Absolutely.
0: But now he's old hat, isn't he? He uh,
1: he he helps I think he helps a booking agency. He's in Portland or Seattle. He helps his his son just passed away. God bless him. Oh
0: man, Um, and he
1: still performs.
0: No fucking way. Yes, can he still kill it? Yep, he still murders. What?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my fuck! Does he integrate like millennial language into his? Yeah. Holy fuck! I know. And he's how old?
1: Uh now he's in his seventies. He's in his mid seventies. Still on the road.
0: On the road. Imagine gets... being in your seventies and be on a road. By the way, hi, You're Nick Burden. He's staring Burton. across from one right now. I know. <laughs> he
1: uh last time I saw him, he will it, like millennials or stuff that are like, oh, there's an old guy or whatever. Yeah. Jay will get off stage with the mic, walk right to the table. Hey, hey, I'm fucking talking to you. Hey, you kid.
0: Oh, nice. And they love him. I bet they do. Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> What do you do, Edward? What's your job, buddy? I work in the hospital. You work at the hospital? Oh. Just stealing you know, for stretching
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? Make sure people stay alive.
1: Make sure people stay alive? You're Puerto Rican. Can you even reach over the bed? <laughs> uh, fucking tall. Uh, what? I will. Really? That's what fucking offended you? The <laughs> short joke? You've got 18 kids in the back
0: of the floor, and fucking saw <laughs> me. Deputy Dad, yay! Short,
1: fuck off, Mr. <laughs> Who
0: is this guy? Where's the comic card? So, we've we've talked about when you got into comedy, but you, you were uh, in Rochester. You said you briefly worked at the Kodak factory. Was that, like, your only job? That's the only...
1: I worked... Uh, okay, I worked at McDonald's for one hour and walked out. I threw the ladle where you get to egg. Um, I didn't know they had a ladle. Yeah, <laughs> I worked for my father for a day, and I held his <laughs> boss over the railing and told him, you better hope you sprout wings because I'm going to fucking drop you. You better learn how to fly. My father was down on the bottom. That's What New- are you doing? Man? That's New
0: York coming out of yeah. you. Uh, New York comes out of him when he drives. Yeah. It's
1: oh, I know that. Kodak, yes, he knows that. <laughs> Kodak, I think I last it was under a month for sure. It was right out of high school. So yeah. I wasn't doing comedy yet.
0: So fuck, you never threw, you never did the paperboy thing? No. Never a paperboy? No. Not looking for money.
1: I got I started getting paid ninth grade or 10th grade. I got $600 a summer to write plays for children's theater. And then in those days, that was the 70s. That is
0: terrifying. So, so you were, okay. you were just right immediately into creative Lines of work, from the time I was nine. Wow! Yeah, and so and after, I started getting paid. And then, you, so you tell, take me through junior high, high school. Like you weren't outgoing, you weren't like the funny guy. That no. wasn't your jam. No, God, no. I was a year ahead of myself.
1: I had a twelfth grade reading level in first grade. I was a brainiac. Um, that allowed me to go on the road and tour with these different companies. And then different high schools started picking me up. Like all-girl high schools, they needed guys. They would come and get me. I did a college uh, apprenticeship where I did plays with college when I was in 7th grade, 8th grade. I did college study groups in 7th grade and 8th grade that I got paid for where I would read books for adults and I'd get questioned by college kids. I had to read Roots when it first this came is out. mind-blowing information to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I sang, I toured Europe. I sang for the Pope when I was...
0: Yeah, talk about 14. that. 14 years old. Yeah. You're was, like, just getting boners.
1: It was Reader's Digest, and they were taking choirs. It was a contest for choirs, and my buddy and I were super cocky, and we wrote songs together on a guitar, the two of us. So we sent in a cassette to the contest, and we said, we're with this
0: choir, and they took us. This
1: is the opening act. <laughs> they took us. We're on an album. I got the album at home.
0: How many kids were in this choir? Choir? Oh, at least 50, 60? 50 or 60 kids. And then, like, Pope just is sitting there? Uh, he, well,
1: way up top.
0: He was, uh, the Pope was like a little tiny speck in, your, in the you cathedral. Go, we
1: went on, I went on at 5.30 in the morning.
0: Where is this? His church
1: in Poland, his last mass before he went to the Vatican. Okay. But um, now I've started doing hockey fundraisers for kids and yep. fundraisers for schools. Um, That's April, May. Yeah. Um, and then I get to push off all my club work all in the U.S. until summer. So my July, I'm in the States for, like, stupid money and then come back with the exchange for all of July. Yeah. I don't have to work August, So That's we just great. go. Do I ever wonder about the other shoe? Yeah. Every fucking night that that kid goes to sleep. Yeah. I'm like, does this end tomorrow? Fuck. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Every day, bro. And as soon as I stop worrying about it, I guarantee the both of you as my friends, I stop being as good as I am up there. As soon as I go, fuck this, I got it. As soon as you lose that hunger, you're done. (laughs) What's your name, sweetie? Him? Holy fuck. God bless you, sir. You make it be easy to get in the band. do you? <laughs> I love ice cream, but don't call me short. <laughs> Is that your wife, sir? How long have you been married, buddy? 18 years. Fuck, you said that slow. You're not going to make 19 years. <laughs> she looks fantastic. Yeah. Look <laughs> at Fucking attitude because I said you look good. You look good. And short. You look fucking short. You look hot and fucking short. You'll take it, is that what you say? I've been married 18 years. I'll fucking take anything. Give the Puerto Rican my number.
0: Can we start the show? <laughs> and Mike, uh, where can people follow you? On Facebook? Mike Danvers. Facebook.
1: Uh, Instagram is uh, Gracie's Funny Dad. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck Twitter is. Gracie set it up for me. Fuck Twitter. Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. Twitter. <laughs> Leave here. Go to High River, Alberta. Because I come on fire. On fire.
0: And then nice. more of those corporates. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Thanks for doing this, guys. Thanks, buddy. Love you, Mike. Love you, too, man.